1: Uh, let's go to the Word of God. I feel like the Lord wants to speak to us today. John chapter eight, verse fifty-six. Well, to the praise team, thank God for you for the sacrifice. I know the rehearsals are long and tough sometimes, but hey, you're connected, and that's what matters. Let's see here. So, John chapter eight, verse fifty-six. We're going to read uh, a word uh, that I believe is for this church for today. It says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. And I want to preach with the title, I am. Put your Bible aside and let's pray. In the name of Jesus, Father, we come before you. We thank you. We glorify you for what you are already doing. You are here in this place, God. You're moving in our hearts. You're moving in our minds, God, in our spirit. And so now we ask, God, speak to us today, Lord Jesus. Let let, let me not be distracted, God, by by fears or worries or concerns for tomorrow. Let me be present now, God, so that I can receive the word that you have for me today, Lord God. Let nothing stand in the way, God, so that I can receive. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can you say with me, in the name of Jesus, you may be seated. nature of God has always been a puzzle. It's been a constant puzzle, rather, uh, that's burned in the mind of humanity for, 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 for generations. And we imagine the possibilities of His power. We imagine the limits of our connection to Him. Uh, we wonder if somehow, some way we can connect to eternity through our praise and through our worship and through His Word. And in our weekly services, if we could get just a glimpse, just a touch of, of that eternal glory. And while we stand, we stand in awe. We, we stand shocked with how powerful and how merciful he has been and the infinite nature of his glory. We come to the realization that our our constant need for him brings joy. Our constant need for him brings more hunger and desire. Am I the only one or is anybody else here feel that? That when I realize that without Him, I'm nothing. Without Him, I I can't reach anything. Without Him, I I can't speak. I can't walk. I I can't do anything. Without Him, I'm nothing. It fills me with joy. Why? Because I can come into this place and have the opportunity to be filled with that Holy Ghost. To be filled with that power. When mankind looks around and realizes that the complexity and the infinite depth of creation begins to lead to one conclusion, that there's an all-knowing, there's an all-understanding, there's an all-powerful God that orchestrated all of it from creation. Mankind begins to reach for logic and rationalization and humanism to replace what we cannot fully understand. But with every attempt at finding our purpose in existence and understanding the perfect balance of the universe, we come closer and closer to the ultimate truth. Without Him, we are nothing. Amen. Without the God of glory, I can do nothing. Oh, and I give him glory, and I give him praise today because I have seen his face. I have seen his power. I don't know if you've got a testimony, but brother... God has forgiven me, God has washed me, God has picked me up. Oh, if it had not been for his love and his mercy, I would not be here today. Let the world reach for rationalization. Let the world reach for logic. I have my answer. In him, I am perfectly complete. I'm here to speak to somebody as Ephesians 1 4 says, according as he hath chosen. You're not here by coincidence, by some random uh, um, uh, uh, cause in in, in the universe. You're chosen by him. And you are not a backup. You are not a second choice. You're not a bench player. You're not just because nobody else wanted. It says he chose you before the foundations of the world. That means before. Oh, he said, let there be light. And there was light before the glory of creation, before everything that your eyes can see. In his mind, he looked forward to 2022. Oh, on a summer morning. And he said, I've got a people in Woodland, California that I have purpose and I have designed for this time, for this generation, for this city. He said, I chose you before the foundations of the world, but not to choose you. He says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So he chose you with a purpose. Jeremiah 1.5, and and I'm just starting by declaring in in faith into somebody that perhaps is forgetting who and what you truly are and who and what he truly is and why we're here today. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. I knew you, and before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Oh, brother, sister, you're not a nobody. You're not a coincidence. You're not an accident. You're not here for no reason. You have been chosen. You have been known. You have been sanctified and you have been ordained for what? To be a light in the darkness, Uh, to speak as a prophet into the nations, to stand in the middle of a generation that flees from the knowledge of an all-knowing God, to stand and say, I know him. I've seen him. I feel him and that with every step that you take and every word that comes out of your mouth you may prophesy you may walk you may be a living proof that there's a God in heaven and he is alive and here today if you believe that clap your hands in this place and give him glory We're reading in John 8:58, and Jesus looking to them and saying verily verily I say unto you before Abraham was I am when we think of the context of the particular scripture we normally overlook that key revelation we feel like hey I've seen it all and I understand it all but according to human understanding and basic grammar the scripture doesn't make sense because the correct tense of the sentence would be, I was before Abraham was, I was, I was around, I, I existed. And 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 he, he brings up the past, and in this normal sentence, the, the existence of someone in the past, you would say, Well, before them, I, I existed prior to them. I was before them. But Proverbs tells us that every word of God is pure. And he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add now not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. In other words, his scripture is true and absolute. Even if we live in a world that reaches for relative truth, there is only one truth. It's not about lifestyle choices or your truth or your opinion or your conclusion. The word of God is the word of God. Don't get mad at your pastor. Don't get mad at me. Take it up with God because he wrote it. He gave it. And so he says, before Abraham was, I am. The use of present tense in the context is a great revelation regarding the nature of God. If he says I was, it would imply a beginning. But our God exists outside of time. And the use of I am is revealing that the God of beginnings is the God of ends. That he's the author and he is the finisher. That he's the alpha and the omega. That he is forever present. When he says, I am... He's declaring I am your entrance and I am your exit. He's saying I'm your trial and I am in your I am your advocate. He says I'm in your hills and I am in your valleys. I'm in your midnight hour and I am the light of the morning. I'm in your prison and I am your liberation. I'm in your past, I'm in your present, I'm in your future. Perhaps you're confused about what you're living right now, but God has sent me all the way from Oakland to say I still am. I still am. I'm present in your valley. I'm present in your prison. I'm present in your trial. I am forever there. Come on, somebody needs to wake up that faith in their life where you feel like hey, they're not answering the phone. Oh, they're not helping me out. Oh, hey, society is fleeing further. That doesn't matter. Why? Because he was, he is, and he is to come. He is Alpha and Omega. He forever will be. He always is. You jump to the story of Moses, and we we know it, but Exodus 3.14, he deliberately says, God says to Moses, I am that I am. He says, when you go to the children of Israel and you tell them I'm here to free you, what they're going to see is a privileged little brat. The the Bible doesn't say this. I'm giving you guys, this is my interpretation. A privileged brat that grew up in a palace, that doesn't understand what I'm going through, that hasn't gone through and felt what I felt, that hasn't been bound the way I've been bound, that, yeah, you went on a vacation, but, you know, you're back, you ain't, diff- you ain't different. You're the same guy. God understanding this, he declared something to Moses that was extremely important because the people of God understood this term, I am. The people of God understood that even over the course of hundreds of years of slavery, there was one I am. The I am that declared a promise to Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That same I am was the one calling Moses here today. And so when Moses came to the people of Israel... And when he came before the Pharaoh, and they all asked him, who sent you? He declared the most powerful statement that could possibly be declared. He declared the one truth that is forever present. He said, the I am is who sent me. Brother and sister, circumstances may change, but the I am never changes. Come on, government changes, but the I am never changes. Society changes, but the I am does not change. Come on, your setting will change, but the I am will never change. So you walk confidently. Oh, you stand firmly because when they come and they ask, who are you and where are you from, all you got to declare in the spirit is the I am is with me. And if he is with me, who can be against me? The I am is on your side. I've come to declare to you, brother, sister, musician, young person, child, the I am is on your side. He's with you. no matter where you go, no matter what comes up against you, he is still there. And we go back even further and we talk to Abraham before he was Abraham. When he was Abram in Genesis 17, one, when Abram was 19 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God walk before me and be thou Perfect. The first statement ensures that there is no question about who is speaking to him. Brother, sister, let there never be doubt about who is speaking to you in this house. Let us never be lost in conclusions and humanism that takes us to think that, oh, well, that's just your opinion, pastor. Or that's just your opinion, preacher. The I am is who's speaking to you today. The I am is who's preached from this pulpit every Sunday, every midweek. It's he who is calling you. And in case we haven't understood further, that is who we receive from in this holy place. He comes to him and says, I am the God Almighty. Before commanding you to walk before me and to be perfect and giving you a promise, you have to understand who you're serving. You have to understand who you're following and who's speaking to you. A lot of us perhaps struggle sometimes because we have not yet received the revelation and had the experience to understand who it is we serve. Not here in Oakland, right, Caesar? In Oakland. They need that. They have not understood yet, they have not experienced yet. And so, any wave from the enemy and from this world comes and topples them because they haven't understood that the I am is who they serve, not a man. Not a system, not an organization, but the I am. He says, walk before me and be perfect. And we've, if we imagine that God's expectations for us were, was that we would be perfectly without sin, is, is to miss the message that God has given us here. He's saying, I am the God Almighty, not you. I am the God Almighty, not you. So then he says, walk before me and be perfect. He's saying, walk with me and see the miracles that I can complete through you. Not because you're special, but because I am the God Almighty. And you decided to be willing to let me be with you, or rather you be with me. You can see miracles completed through you. Walk with me and see what I can do in spite of you. My my dad nailed this in my head, Pastor. When I first started preaching, he said, it's never about you, son. It's never about, you know, people clapping or saying, hey, you're a good preacher or you're this or you're that. We'll be imperfect to the day we die. But because he is almighty, because he is all powerful, he is all knowing, all merciful. It's possible for an imperfect vessel to be filled with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to make a pause right here. That's not a license to sin. That's not a license to say, hey, well, God is perfect, so I don't, you know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that now. They got me on video and everything, so I'm not saying that. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, though you're imperfect, if you would walk with him, if you would surrender to him, If you would connect to him, if you would be filled with him, you can see the glory manifested through you, not because of you, but in spite of you. He said, walk with me and watch what I will do with a willing vessel. I ask myself, is there a willing church here today that even if everything changes and everybody turns their back and everybody walks away, that you understand I believe in the I am. I trust in the I am. I wasn't baptized in wisdom name or at Garza's name it was in the name of the I am and because I was baptized in his name because I was washed by the I am I will continue to be willing and to follow and so let's skip now to Noah Genesis 6-9 these are the generations of Noah Noah was a man in perfect his generations and God walked with Noah Noah was far from perfect by our standards but the redeeming work that God completed through him was only possible because he walked with God it was not because of him but because of the glory That came when he decided to walk in God's promise. Brother, sister, there are incredible things that God can do through you. When you decide, when you choose, when you open up your heart and say, Lord God, you know everything about me. Everything I have been, everything I can be God. But here I am. Noah could have easily said, no, 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 no. I'm not ready for that. I don't know if pastors ever heard that response. Brother, it's time for you to start a Bible study. Whoa, pastor. I, I'll, I'll open in prayer, but Bible study, I don't know about I'm not ready for that. A, a young man, it's time for you to preach. Whoa, pastor. I'll play the drums. But uh, get behind a pulpit. I don't know about that. Come on. Easily Noah could have said, hey, 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 God, no, no, no. But because he was willing Because he was willing to look beyond himself. Because you don't think God knows you. You don't think God has seen you. You don't think that he he understands and he sees all that you're going to fail and slip and fall. But what he sees beyond that is the potential of what you can be when you connect to him. When you open yourself to him and let him work through you. 2 Corinthians says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee. His grace is enough, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. I got some good news for you. God needs a weak vessel. For somebody that came in thinking, oh, no, I'm not good enough to be a Christian. I'm not perfect enough to be in ministry. Oh, I, I, I got this and I got that. Well, God is looking for somebody that's just weak. Somebody that's just imperfect. Somebody that doesn't have it all together. Somebody that thinks that, you know what, I need a little more training. I need a little more study. I need a little. He's saying, I'm made perfect in your weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon. You know what that's saying. I know you're weak. I know you're, you're imperfect. I know you've got falls, faults and you've got, you got failures and you've got slip-ups. But God is saying, walk with me and my grace will be enough to fill the gap of your shortcomings. Walk with me and watch my power be perfected in your weakness. You know why he needs this? Because if somebody was perfectly powerful and, and, and all had it all wrapped together, the glory would not go to him. And he says, he will not share his glory. He will not share it. And so, he says, walk with me and you're going to rejoice in your sickness. He says, walk with me and the power of Christ will rest upon you. Oh, brother, sister. My mind goes back to Moses. Moses, I have a million excuses. We know the story. Oh God, I I can't. I'm this. I'm that. I, I I'm a murderer. Any murderers in the house? Raise your hand. You raise your hand. Well, you'll be in good company. Mo- Moses was. A... I've got all this, God. I this this. God looks at him and he says, you know what? All I need is for you to be willing. All I need is for you to take that step of faith. All I need. You don't think I know who you are. You don't think I've seen you. But the way God sees you. It's through the lens of what could be possible whenever you open up yourself to his purpose and design to be fulfilled in your life. Brother, sister, the I am is here today saying, if you would just trust me, if you would just open up your heart, if if you would just take a step of faith, the I am will enter into your circumstance. The I am will enter into your life and you will see power and glory and manifestation like you've never seen before oh there are preachers here they never saw themselves as preachers come on there are ministers here that when they look in the mirror they don't see a minister they're Oh there are prophets there are, there are people with the gifts of the spirit in this place that when you when you drive home and you look at yourself in the mirror you don't see a you don't see a royal priesthood you don't see a, a chosen generation but, but 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 that's okay you don't need to why because it's what God sees in you it's what God has put in you remember before the foundation of the earth He called you. He sanctified you. He ordained you not to sit and warm a pew, but to be a prophet to the nations, to be light in the darkness. Brother, sister, I have an urgency in my heart that I haven't felt in a long time. God is calling you. God is calling you. He needs you for that end time revival. Oh, for that harvest he has prepared for this time. Oh, lift up your hands right now and receive that. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the lies that the enemy has told you. I rebuke those mindsets of confusion. In the name of Jesus. I declare authority. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I declare a revelation of what he can do in your life. Get up and be what he called you to be. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Oh, that's right, church. You've been too worried about your imperfection and your shortcoming and everything that you don't have. Well, God says, I am what will fill the gap. I am what will fill in the need. I am what will make you enough to see that glory manifested, falling upon your life. Oh, I feel a glory moving in this place. Oh, there's an anointing. Here. If you will receive it. Oh, if you will receive it. He is here. The I am has come. Come on, I declare to you as as an exodus, God said to Moses, The I am is who has sent me. It wasn't a man, it wasn't a coincidence. The I am has sent me to remind you, Hey, it wasn't a man that called you. Hey, you're not here by coincidence. There's a call, there's a purpose. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, with your eyes closed. With your eyes closed right now. Come on, no music, no singing, just the I am. No program, just the I am. Come on, church. We got to remember why we're here. We got to remember who called us, who saved us, who forgave us. Oh, the I am, the I am, the I am. I'm gonna declare into your life right now. John 6 51, he says, I am the bread of life. John 8 12, he says, I am the light of the world. In John 10 9, he says, I am the door. In John 10 10, he says, I am abundant life. In John 10 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. In John 11:25, 25, he says, I am the resurrection. In John 13 13, he says, I am the master. In John 14 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> Come on, come on right now. Come on, receive, receive, receive. Come on, he is the bread of life. He is your light. He's that door where you thought there was no exit. Come on, he's that abundant life in the circumstance you thought was dead. He is the good shepherd leading you through that darkness. Come on, he is the resurrection. He is the master. He is our way. He's our truth. He's our life. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Oh, yes, 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 yes. If you're feeling that flow of the Spirit. Don't let me stand in the way. Don't let me get in the way. We return to John 8:56. when Jesus is standing before the Jews, his own people, the ones that understood this term. Right now, I'm I'm not speaking to just anybody. I'm speaking to somebody who has understood what I'm saying and who the I am is. He said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. He's talking about the fulfillment of the promise, the fulfillment of the prophecy. Brother, sister, a lot of times we dance and we rejoice and we sing about something that's to come. We talk about revival as if it's a far way off. Come on, we talk about harvest as if it's something to to reach. If I transmit this message and I place it in the context of today, it's Jesus saying that your father Abraham rejoiced with this day. He saw the fulfillment of the promise. He saw the fulfillment of that purpose, of that destiny. And he was glad. He was glad. He rejoiced and he saw it. But because there was a hardness in their heart, the Jew said, what are you talking about? You're you're not old enough. You've never seen Abraham. You don't know what you're talking about. And he said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you. He circles back and he declare something that only the Jews would understand. Just like, remember, in Exodus, when he gave them the same word and he said, the only way to get them out of there is to declare that the one and only God is who sent you. And so he looks at the Jews and he said, Verily, verily, I say say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. And And I feel in the spirit that... And open up the understanding and the revelation of somebody who was putting pretexts and conditions and excuses on the fulfillment of God in their life. And they were questioning and they were, they were, they were, they were calling and asking and pointing and looking around and making excuses. And, and Jesus looked at them and said, I'm going to declare the only thing that you're going to understand. The I am has arrived The I am is before you, brother and sister. I say with all my heart right now, stop making excuses. Stop looking for reasons to not do it. Stop looking for a way to sidestep what God is calling you to do. Today he says, The I am has arrived. Your fathers, your ancestors, the first church rejoiced for this day. Brother, sister, revival is not coming. Revival is here. The harvest is here. The called are here. Get up on your feet with me. Get up on your feet with me. Lift up your hands right now. Come on, that's it. This whole room right now, this is a sanctuary. This is an altar. Oh. Come on. He sent me all this way to remind you. Oh, to tell you it is time. The I Am is Calling the I am is here. Oh, don't worry about your insufficiency, don't worry about your failure, don't worry about your past. Right now, right now, right now, the I am is here. I wonder if this church can come and fill this altar if you can just step forward right now in faith and say I'm leaving behind my my excuses, I'm leaving behind my fears, I'm leaving behind my doubts, I'm leaving behind all the reasons that I didn't do it right now oh, it's time to break out of slavery it's time to break out of chains it's time to break out of that place of complacency oh, just as Moses oh just as he declared to the people it's time to come out it's time to step forward oh it's time to see his glory the I am, the I am, the I am is calling the I am is knocking on the door of your heart come on that's it, that's it Right now, don't wait for another conference, don't wait for another service, don't wait for somebody to come and pray for you. This is an encounter between you and God, your moment with the I am. Come on, receive that anointing, receive that call, receive that touch. Come on, it's time to step forward, church. It's time to see glory, church. It's time to see miracles, church. Oh, this is the time. This is the time. This is the time. Come on. Come on, we're Moses in that desert, confronting, oh, that call of God. Come on, just like him, we're in a holy place right now. Come on, just like Moses, he's speaking into your life. Did I not create you? Did I not ordain you? Did I not choose you? Come on, from before the foundations of the earth, before you came up with your excuses, huh? before somebody lied to you and told you you weren't good enough, he called you. He chose you. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's time to come out of there. It's time to step out. It's time to see his power. It's time to see his glory. Yes. 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 Open up your heart right now. Come on. That's it. He's working, he's moving. Oh, in the name of Jesus.
0: Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus name.